Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 804. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix that takes place July 7th through the 15th, featuring a week of automotive fun, including race cars, vintage cars, car shows, black tie galas, tours, rallies, and much, much more. You can learn more about this fantastic event. Go to pvgp.org. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dan Taylor. Hey, Dan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? It's so tight, it's choking me. <laughs> well, that's a bad sign, but uh, I'll see what I can do here for that, uh, that issue you've got going there. Dan Taylor is the chairman of the board of the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. It's an annual event now in its 35th year that takes place in Shenley Park and the surrounding Pittsburgh areas. This is Dan's second year as CEO, where his responsibilities range from just about everything, from pounding stakes in the ground for a snow fence to sitting on the boardroom and deciding how the monies are supposed to be allocated. Dan is a very hands-on kind of guy who oversees the entire event that includes over 1,200 volunteers. This 10-day-plus event includes vintage racing, many car shows, a black tie gala, tours, a jet party, and much, much more. Dan is the president at Jerry Taylor Ford, a family-run business that's been operating in Grove City, Pennsylvania since 1968. Dan is also the chairman of the Ford Dealer Council, representing over 1,900 Ford dealerships across the country. Whew, you're a busy guy. So, Dan, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career, the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure, I'd love to. So it all started when I was a child, obviously. My father had a used car business in the small town of Harrisville, Pennsylvania. And it uh, grew into a Ford dealership in Grove City, Pennsylvania. And of course, I started out scrubbing the floors, cleaning door jams and undercoating cars laying on my back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you want to call that a love for cars, I don't know, but that's where it, that's where it all began. Uh, eventually, we built a new dealership in 1974 and did a complete remodel two years ago, and it's in my blood. Cars are in my blood, and, and I, I love to drive them. I love to work on them. I like to see them. There's just not very much about the automobile that I don't like or have some history on. Absolutely. Well, I've seen pictures of your dealership. It's beautiful, and as if you're not busy enough running a car dealership and your involvement there with the uh, the dealer council, you somehow got wrangled into uh, being in charge of this Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. Tell me a little bit about how you got uh, snowballed or uh, convinced that that is something else you should add to your busy calendar. <laughs> to be honest with you, it didn't take too long. So at the time, I was the chairman of the neighborhood Ford stores, which is an advertising arm for a group of uh, 81 dealers in western Pennsylvania, West Virginia, mm -hmm. Ohio, and a little piece of Maryland. There's 81 dealers in there, and their money's co-op together, and there's a board of directors that decides how that money is going to be spent. And my first year on the board of directors, my friend Tim McCracken, who was leaving the board as I was coming on, handed me a business card and said, you need to call these guys. And I said, why is that? Because it's an automobile event in Pittsburgh, and they're great charities, and you would love it. Uh -huh. And so I made a call to Dan DelBianco, who's still our executive director. Mm -hmm. And we went on to uh, build a great friendship, and uh, the charities are, are just absolutely incredible. And the, the love of the people of Pittsburgh for their friends and neighbors that are affected with 
all kinds of different developmental issues and, and so on and are disabled. They all get together to, to put this to the streets, as I call it. Mm-hmm. And last year, we handed these charities a check for $405,000. Wow. And it was very exciting and did it all with one paid employee and with the love of Yinzers, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, I've had uh, the whole week here at Cars has been dedicated to all you folks there putting on this great event. I've talked to so many fantastic people, and everything always comes back to the people, the community, and why this whole thing is happening. So as we continue on your journey, we're going to learn a lot more about you and about the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Dan, take the wheel. You mean that we're out of the way, less to pay, Grove City, PA, that type of thing? <laughs> well, if that is your mantra, I like the way it rhymes, absolutely. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that means that we're out of the way. We're a little bit uh, out in the country here at Jerry Taylor Ford, and we're out of the way and less to pay. So oh, that's, yes, that's, of that's course, yes. We've got some dealerships up here. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I live in a kind of a rural area, and there's a few dealerships here that have a similar slogan than that. Well, how does that work for you, and uh, how does that work for your customers? Well, usually brings on a smile. <laughs> it did for me. <laughs> and, that, and that's what the car business is all about. It's not about, you know, it's about relationships. It really is. And, yeah. uh that's one of the things that, I, that I've loved about this business. I've been doing it for way over 40 years. Almost, almost 50, actually. And that's really what drives me to come back all the time, is the relationships. I've just had the most incredible relationships with people yeah. from every different walk of life. And that, that is very fulfilling for me. Absolutely. I had Russell Flurry as a guest on my show. He goes around to uh, mostly high-end dealerships that are selling Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, and he trains their salespeople. And he, every day on Facebook, he posts a question. And the one this morning kind of reminded me of what you were talking about. It says, do you still remember the name of the last guy you bought a car from? And a lot of the people that posted said, yes, I do. And the reason was the relationship. And I thought about that for me. And I went, well, of course, it's Ron. I bought like 12 cars from Ron over the last 20 years. I mean, yeah. he's my guy. So, yeah, it is uh, it is about relationships. Those That's what the smart smart dealers and the smart salespeople know, for sure. Yeah, that's the secret sauce. Yeah, I think it is. Absolutely. There's a great book. Uh, you probably know it by Carl Sewell that talks about uh, customers for life. And the importance yep. of creating relationships. Yeah, I think every dealership's probably required to read that book. It's been around for <laughs> 20 years now, I think. And that book relates to others as well, other kinds of businesses as well. Well, let's go back in time. I love the story about you working at your dad's dealer, scrubbing the floors in the back lot. I did that one summer with a friend of mine. His dad had a Chevy dealership. He used to go back there and move cars around and wash cars and things like that. Tell us a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized that, you know what, like my dad, I'm a car guy. Well, actually, I always knew that. But when we were when we were in the new car business, the, the very first year in 1968, and they unloaded a, a yellow Torino with a Cobra jet engine in it, and that thing rumbled off the back of the carrier and down the side street into the dealership of where I was standing to to check it in, and that was the first brand new shiny high performance car and that just i was i was just that was it well it had a 428 cobra jet in it and it it was a it was a yellow torino and and i'll never never forget that car uh i know the guy that purchased it he still has the window sticker for that car but that really 
you know, I mean, I, I grew up around, you know, my dad bringing used cars in and out of the garage next to the house and fixing them up and selling them. Yeah. But that was my first experience with a shiny new big block monster hot rod from the factory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that that does would make an impression on, on a young man. That's for sure. Yeah, that it did. Very cool. Very cool. Well, what I want to do now, Dan, is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. The car industry is fraught with ups and downs. Of course, we went through a huge one back in 2008, 9, 10 with the economy and how that affected everybody. So I want you to take us to a place where you had a big challenge or a big failure in your career. But the most important part of the story is how did you overcome it and what did it teach you? So tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum so that you could keep moving forward. It's the easiest question you'll ever ask me. <laughs> so in the early 1980s, when things got really tough in the car business, much worse than what it what it was in 2008 and 2009, the only reason we're still here is because the bank didn't know what to do with it if they took it back from us. And uh, so it was a, you learned how to work. And it wasn't uncommon at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning for my phone to ring and to go out and maybe change U-joints on an F-250 sitting down at the bottom of a strip mine. They were the only ones that were really keeping us in business with the, with the coal mines. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you didn't cater to them, you might as well lock your door. And so whatever they needed, that's what you did. And it didn't matter what time it was or if it was 10 below zero, you went out and you got the job done. And you learned how to work. And I mean either work or eat. Yeah, I, I don't think I can be any more uh, more blunt than that. Yeah, that that is the truth. Period. Yeah, you know this is a great story because so many people that are in the car business talk about two thousand eight nine that period, but not too many people talk about what was going on back in the late seventies and the early eighties. And I was around then. I was a young man, but I was just starting off in my career out of college and. Sure. No jobs, and things were really tough, and the economy was bad. The real estate market was tanking, and yeah, I think the the takeaway I hear from your story here is I love the way you said that. You learned how to work. You did whatever it took to survive. So is that your main takeaway from that experience? Yeah, yeah, no question. No question. It's not unusual to see me back in the recon center buffing a car. I'm a body man by trade, and... uh that that's just the that's what was built into me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think when you come up from the bottom roots of uh, scrubbing door jams and uh, the underside of a car spraying undercoating, I remember back when they used to do that on cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a messy job. Oh my gosh, coming home with a lot of black speckles on your face after you do that all day <laughs> long. So, oh my goodness. Well, Dan, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when you realize. That's the place I need to go. That's the path I need to go down. So tell us about your career aha moment. Okay, that that was the, that's your second easiest question. <laughs> okay, that that moment happened recently, and it was in February at the Pittsburgh International Auto Show when I stood up there and saw all these volunteers out in front of me, mm-hmm. and we received a check for four hundred and five thousand dollars to these wonderful charities. Yeah. That is an easy question. That that has been my aha moment yeah. right there. Yeah, well that's when you realize that why you did everything. And I had yep. one of your uh, your guests was uh, I'm sorry, one of your fellow workers on this uh, event was on the show and he mentioned the same thing. He said that's why everybody works a little harder, spends a little extra time, makes an extra phone call, stays a little later, does everything because of these great organizations or these charities. So tell our listeners a little bit about these two main charities that you guys provide such a, a great gift to. 
So the Autism Society of Pittsburgh, <laughs> it's it's run by a gentleman by the name of Dan Tariski and his son now also, Jesse Tariski. Dan was a writer for numerous different television shows, all comedy, so he's a, he's a very fun man to be around. He's in his 80s. He, uh, I think, got a good piece of comedy when he was, and this might sound crazy, but he was in uh, Korea during the war, and it was either think of funny stuff or probably go crazy. Right. But he's very passionate mm. about autism and, and helping families. And I have several examples, one of which I had a new regional manager coming into Ford Motor Company, and uh, he was coming into the Pittsburgh area, and he has a son that's autistic. And they were talking about him before he even came to town, and I pick up the phone and I told him who I was and, and told him if he needed any help, I understood he had a son that was autistic, and I had people that could you know, possibly help him pick an area where they have the right schools and all those types of things, and, and, and that's what they do. Another example of this, the same group is I was with my wife at dinner one, one evening, and she had her friend there, and her son happened to be the district magistrate for this area. And he was talking to his mom, and he said, hey, I met a, I met a friend of Mr. Taylor's. It's his Mr. Tariski, he was in Harrisburg having a special talk to police officers and, and uh, people like judges like myself. And what they were talking about is how to approach somebody with autism, that a siren going off might make someone with autism, you know, uh, react in a, in a different manner. And so, you know, having some understanding of, of people for, with law enforcement to understand that if somebody has autism, you know, certain things could trigger them. Right. And uh, so, so, I mean, they're out doing that kind of work, and, it, and it's really, really fabulous. Uh, Allegheny Valley Schools. It's a part of NHS now, which is a which is a big concern to take care of people with with disabilities. And so, families that can't take care of folks, uh, they they can go to Allegheny Valley School in their small houses here and there across this across our footprint, basically of Pennsylvania and West Virginia and those areas where they have single family homes that these people can can live in a home setting. And there's uh, like house parents, I guess you would you would say that take care of these folks with very special needs. Mm. And th their work is incredible. Obviously, this must make you feel very proud to be able to help folks the way that this organization does, which is a great segue into my next question, and that is a proudest career moment. I would assume you've had many. Is there one that really stands out for you? I've been blessed with a lot of really, seriously, I have with a lot of great stuff. Some nice awards from Ford Motor Company, and but like I say, when it when it gets right down to it, that that check at the auto show was just the best. The best, absolutely, absolutely. It's always the best when you can give back. Ah, that's what life is all about. Well, let's have a little bit more fun and go back in time again. I would love to hear about your first really special car. I'm guessing it wasn't that Torino because you said that went to another gentleman. Is there a first <laughs> car that you got that when you finally got it, you said, "Yeah, this is what I've always wanted," and maybe you could share a, a memory you have about that car? Yeah, I can. It was a Di Tommaso Pantera. Oh. Nice. Yeah, it was just my so this this as the story goes, uh, I have an uncle in the car business, and he was the general manager of Manhattan Ford Lincoln Mercury in downtown New York City, Manhattan. And it was as you can imagine, it was quite a quite a place back in the '60s and '70s. 
and I was talking to Uncle Hank, and he was telling me about this new car that they were importing from Italy and had a 351 engine in it, and it was a Ghia body and just the coolest car ever, and he couldn't wait for me to get up there and see this car. We made the trip to New York City several months later to visit Uncle Hank and went into that thing, and I saw Pantera sitting there, and I thought, I, yeah, it just drove me crazy. It was the most beautiful car I think I've ever seen. And so I said at that time, I said, I'm going to own one of these cars. And, and several years later, I did, and it was just fabulous. Very quirky car. Yeah. You sit in it, and, you're, and your legs are, are off to the right, and your hands are off to the left a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit quirky to drive, but I just absolutely loved that car. It had a Ford engine in it, of course, which was great. I yeah. could work on it. Sure. And really cool body. So that was my that was my favorite first. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can see why. Yeah, one of my very kind sponsors here at Cars. Yeah, Christopher Kimball Financial Services. He's smiling right now. He listens to all these shows. He's got a Pantera, huge fan. I've seen his car; it's absolutely beautiful. I've had the pleasure of driving a Pantera, which is awesome. And ah, then you know what I'm talking about. I, don't yeah, you? it's a little funky sitting in there. Yeah, it's it's not unlike some of the old Ferraris and so forth. You sit in them. Uh, some of those old cars. Yeah, your feet are going one way, your hands are going another. <laughs> yeah. There was not a lot of thought put into ergonomics. It was all into style and power, man. So, uh, yeah, by putting that 351 in the back. Very nice. Well, how about a seller's remorse story? Now, you're a guy who buys and sells lots of... Cadillac. Eldorado. Uh Uh-oh. You had an Eldorado. A Cadillac, really. Most money I ever lost in the car business. Oh, ouch. (laughs) Sorry to any Cadillac fans out there. No offense. No offense intended at all. You ask, I told you that. When that story. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, tell us a little more about this Eldorado. Was it a I collect- can't. I'll get ill. <laughs> no, I'll get ill. It's too painful. Okay, well, we'll just move it on. It is too painful. I don't want to take you there, so we'll just move on. But there's a lot of sellers <laughs> remorse stories out there for sure. Well, let's talk about today and what has you really excited. Now, you're obviously a big part of the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix and all the many events. All week long, yeah. I've had many of guests on the show who've talked all about this. What gets you so fired up about this upcoming event? Oh, it's just, it's so cool. You know, Drivers, the race car drivers, they pay to come there. They don't get paid, you know. They and, and they win a race, they they get a, uh, a case of beer. <laughs> yeah. That's the trophy. <laughs> yeah, sure. And they give of themselves at noontime every day at, at the at, at the races. They bring their cars up to the track, and people will pay a donation to go for a ride in these cars. Now, now some of these cars are half million dollar cars. Right, and they're letting people jump in them, and they're spending a lot of money on fuel, as you can imagine, racing fuel yep. and tires and all those kinds of things. And they're doing this all for charity. Yeah. It is, it is just crazy cool. And, and some of the cars that are just unbelievable, uh, from a Ford GT40 to a Ferrari to to, to whatever. Yes, an old fifty. Two Jaguar that the doors fall open if you don't hold on. <laughs> I mean, it is just really cool. And at the International Car Show, I think you get people bringing cars to this event that normally do not take them to like your average car show. Mm-hmm. There's, I see cars there, and I and I interview people and talk to people about their cars. And the reason that they're there is because their neighbor works for. Allegheny Valley School, or they have a friend 
whose son or daughter has autism, and so they're bringing their car out for that, and they're paying to show their car. They don't get paid for it. Right. And uh, it's just that kind of not only the in, in the British car show is just crazy that they've been doing it forever, and they take a lot of pride in this car show, and they get the best of the best out there, and it, and it is very very cool to see. The thing that stand out for me about this event is how many days it goes on. There's how many events that go on, all these different car marks that happen. The vintage racing, which I've been a big part of that whole circle for a long time. I race vintage cars for a long time, so I get that. I understand those kind of people. Yeah, these car events bring people together. That's what it's really about. It always comes back to the people is the way I view it. It does. It does. It truly does. Yeah, absolutely spectacular. I'll remind our listeners, you can learn more about this event on Dan's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in Dan Taylor. You'll see links to the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix and all the events. Go to their website. There's like 400 pages on this website. I mean, you can spend a whole evening just enjoying it. And one of the cool things about this event is they're racing in this park. And if the shots were all done in black and white, you think that you were back in the original days of these race cars when they were built because there's trees and light posts and hay bales. It's unlike any other vintage event that I've ever seen. Absolutely spectacular. You should check it out. Okay, Dan, this is a very introspective question. I always love this question. If Dan was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? Oh, I have to go back to my favorite. I, I, I'm sure I'd be a Boss 302. Oh, nice. Well, of course, a Ford. You kind of have to be a Ford, right? I mean, well, in your blood. of course, but still. But either way, it's. I have a uh, 2012 Laguna Seca, and of course, I've had the 69 and 70s, and it's and it's just all about muscle. It's all about great handling, and I think a very cool look. And uh, as a matter of fact, with my 2012 a few weeks ago, is at the. Uh, air show in pittsburgh i was drag racing a harrier jet oh my gosh <laughs> dare i ask who won <laughs> <laughs> he cheated yeah he's got those afterburners that he can keep he, on. yeah he cheated <laughs> yeah we had a pretty good race the next day though <laughs> very fun wow not too many people can say that they've uh drag raced a harrier jet so that is pretty darn well cool. i did twice <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Dan, up next yeah. is the last lap but before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsors What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? 
Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Dan, we are back, and we're ending what I call the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers in that Boss 302. So here we go. Okay, go ahead. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Blow down. <laughs> yes. Be careful out there. Only drag race at an airstrip when there's Harriers around. Don't do it on the streets, for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Getting up early and getting to work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, works all the time. Beat the boss into work. Of course, you are the boss, so that'd be hard to beat you into work, but that's my dad taught me. Get to work before the boss and don't leave till he leaves, so... Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Obviously, the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix website is a great resource to learn more, but is there another one that you go to often? No, there isn't. Seriously, that I'm so busy, I don't, I don't have a chance to look a lot at websites and everything, but I certainly enjoy the, the Grand Prix website. It is a great website for sure. Bernie Martin, who's been a guest here on the show, uh, one of the people, many people responsible for that website. And oh my gosh, it is, it's incredible how much information is there. So again, I'll make sure that link is on Dan's show notes page. He has passion. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read? I mentioned Carl Sewell's book, of course, which is a great uh, book about uh, customer care, customers for life. But is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Laying beside my bed, and I can't, <laughs> can't remember the exact name of it, but it's the story about Henry Ford II and Ferrari, when Ford was going to buy Ferrari, and then they went to uh, Le Mans. And oh, are you talking about A.J. Bame's book, Go Like Hell? Go like hell. Thank you very much. There you go. Well, I know that because AJ was a guest on our show on about about three weeks ago. Was he ago. really? He was, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Tell him I love his book. I'll give him a call. I'll let him know that. In fact, I uh, just talked to him the other day. His book is the second most recommended book here on Cars, yeah. And there's a great place on the Cars, yeah, website, I'll remind our listeners, called Guest Recommended Books, where this book that Dan's recommending and all of the past 804 guests are listed there for quick, easy clicks to buy. There's over a thousand books there. A.J. Bame's books there. Um, Gar Stein, who's been a guest here, The Most Recommended Book, The Art of Racing in the Rain, and uh, just hundreds and hundreds of other books. So check it out on the Cars Yeah website. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Dan. This is where it gets really fun, but this less question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. This is something fun to park in your garage, go out and drive, enjoy. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, though. So that little trick's off the table for a guy like you who buys and sells lots of cars. But money is no object today. It's fantasy time. So what would that car be? And more importantly, why? Duesenberg Dual Cal. Say it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of special. <laughs> Uh, what is it about that car that you like so much? I built a model of that car when I was a child, and I looked at that car at different museums, and without question, that that's the car. Oh, yeah, the Duesenberg. Oh, yeah, well. Quality, the the fit, the finish, the, the materials, it's just 
Have you ever had a chance to drive one of those? No. I got to get one over to you. Um, I've had the pleasure of riding in one. I've never driven one. Magical, magical cars. And you consider the time when they were built and what was going on in the country. And uh, yeah, hand-built jewels, works of art. What color would you like your uh, 2Z to be? Black and green. Black and green. Ah, I kind of thought that might be. So, yeah, they always have those beautiful bright green engines inside when you open the bonnets <laughs> on those cars. So, ah, yes. Well, I will get to work. You have taken me on an awesome ride today, Dan. I really appreciate you staying late there at work. You're the, one of those guys that got there early and is still there in the evening time here as we're doing this show. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Car Show listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Duesenberg, dual caliphaton. Check your air pressure. Your life's riding on your tires. <laughs> Smart words from a wise man, absolutely, which reminds me I, I need to do that as well. I think I've got something in a tire. The other day my my tire pressure warning light came on in my car, and uh, I will get out there and do that on your recommendation. Be safe out there. Yes, absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, your business, and about the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix? Uh, the website, uh, PittsburghVintageGrandPrix.org and JerryTaylorFord.com. There we go. Well, listeners, again, you'll find links to everything Dan has shared on his show notes page at CarsYad.com. Just go there. I've got links set up so you can learn about Dan's business, his Ford dealership. If you're anywhere in the area, stop in and say hello. And, of course, if you're in the area of the Pittsburgh this coming weekend, you got to check out the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. A whole week-plus worth of events. Absolutely fantastic. Great cause, great charities, so check it out. Dan, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with the Cars Out listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, You'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.